Good evening, and back to our next podcast, Keeping Up That the Pandemic Lost and God Won. As we see that's going on here in the world, if we put our faith in God, and we see that things are changing rapidly. You know, some people are still afraid to go out. Now, the churches are suing the government because they're withholding us from getting together. The division that they're causing or trying to cause through this pandemic. We know enough about COVID-19 or the coronavirus that it's um, not as serious as we think. In fact, I read an article about it the other day that it's actually a weak virus it dies in 80 degree weather or 70 degree weather for what I've been told. It only lasts on our hands for five to 10 seconds. It's not airborne from what we understand. And it can be on our clothing a little bit and metal or steel. But if it's in us, if we drink water, our stomach acids kill it. We also learned that COVID-19 has a patent. It was first patented by a uh, pharmaceutical company and then later by Bill Gates. In fact, in November of 2019, Bill Gates uh, patented this. So it's interesting, this whole pandemic and where we've been attacked. And now, I was talking to a friend earlier, and I see that Bernie Sanders and a representative from uh, California and a couple other places, which has been in the works they've been trying, is to give anybody under uh, $75,000, $2,000 a month. And then if you're married, you get 4000 And any kids up to three, you get $2,000 per kid. Well, that's an opportunity for us to rely on the government. If you're a single mom, that's $8,000 a month, and that's more than most single moms make. And I'm not trying to knock or diss any single moms out there. I just know it's hard for you to do that. As my friend and I were talking, that would make it where he gets $10,000 a month. Well, that's a great opportunity for him. And he's unemployed. He's... uh, He's collecting Social Security. His wife works. His daughter works and goes to school. And then his other daughter is a disability. And then his son. So he would accumulate $10,000 a month. Right now, they're about 3000 So it's always inviting. How would we ever go back to the regular way of living? Excuse me. I see some people are now getting their unemployment checks. And some of them are still getting, waiting for their stimulus checks. I know uh, certain governors have only focused on the higher population counties so that they can get the votes, and that's what keeps them in office. This reminds me of the food stamp and welfare, where right now it's cheaper, or you make more money, 
by being unemployed or getting this stimulus stuff then you are working and that's that's just socialist and so anytime we rely on the government and if we look at biblically speaking whenever we rely on the government it goes disarray and I'm not trying to knock the government whatsoever but we have to put our faith in God not the government we don't put our faith in man we put it in God God is the ultimate he wants to see where your heart is who is your God is it the government do you want one world order or do you want freedom I sit there and I take a look at everything and uh, I watch how people like right now we've gone through the toilet paper craze and then we've gone through you know and they're still loyal, low on toilet paper and now they've shut down a lot of restaurants they're slowly opening them up I just saw that sweet tomato went out of business they're closed indefinitely um, that's sad there's some more jobs lost we got a high unemployment rate right now. Again, I do I want to live off the government? Absolutely not. I have faith in the Lord. I trust in Him. And I abide by Him. I'm not going to let it in man. I'm not going to let it myself. There is numerous of things that... Uh, basically, if we rely on the government, we're denouncing God. Now, some people could argue with me and say, well, this is God. But no, we're giving the control to the government if we agree on this stuff. Again, I'm not getting into political stuff anywhere, shape, or form. But I'm just trying to think, if I got paid $2,000 a month and they track where I spend my money, would they let me to continue to work in other areas of my life? What would they mandate next? What would they cut out? You know, I just I, right now gas prices are lower. They're at dollar ninety eight, dollar ninety five, which is great. But really, take a look at what's going on here. You know, we see homeless all over Portland. That's sad. Empty buildings now. Empty stores but yet we can still go to certain stores such as Fred Meyers or Portland and Vancouver uh, grocery outlet Winco Home Depot Lowe's but we can't go to church so where is where are you putting your faith into and what is the government doing now Washington is willing to do drive-through church or drive-in church but we have to have our windows open they're keeping us from social gatherings now a lot of people are not abiding by that which I think is great and we're not supposed to go against our government but we're supposed to look at discernment if you really follow things around I read this book not too long ago on the seven revelations and it was written in 1963. And what he wrote is happening right now. 
It's sad. It's scary. You got to follow the money. Who's in control? And really, if you go back to it, now some people might get upset with me, especially church leaders, but a lot of churches. So you go back to the Catholics back in the early days after the Acts. The Church of Acts, and we go into uh, the Catholics, and they killed, I just learned this, they killed people because they didn't want a competition with the Catholic denomination. Now, I'm not knocking Catholic denominations, I'm not knocking any denomination, but the Reformers came, such as the Lutherans, Episcopalians, the Presbyterians, the Protestants, uh, the Baptists, and so forth. And they were doing well. They were reforming and taking a lot away from what the Bible was, uh, not from the Bible, but from what the Catholics were doing in their denomination. And then they sort of routed back to sort of like what the Catholics do. I've gone to a lot of churches. I've been led there by the Holy Spirit. I go to community churches, and I'm not knocking any church. I think there's a, I've learned a lot from the Catholics, from all the other denominations that follow the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, who's this? And, um, and we've all did a full circle back to, we're not like the, the Catholics, but the Catholics have changed. Their denominations changed. They've loosened up. They've done a lot of different changes in life. And they're in their services. I've been to them recently. But now we get into uh, the, the Pentecostals, and they sort of got back there, and I love the Pentecostals. I'm not knocking them whatsoever. I bet if you look at the, they get some legalistics there. And even the Charismatics. And the, um, what do we call it? The, uh, no, Benny Hinn talks about it, but he's not going to do anymore, where basically we talk about, we give, and then we, we give from our heart, not that we're going to receive anything from God. God will bless us. He does every day. But we don't have to give to think we're going to get something back. And um, so those are the things that are happening. And we have to prosperity speeches. That's what prosperity sermons. And, and we don't do that. We give because we give of our own heart. We're not trying to, we shouldn't be giving to say, see what I did? Or we don't go out and feed the homeless and say, see what I did? We can say how easy it is and how people can partner, but it's none of our ministry. It's God's ministry. Jesus. Jesus was a very quiet guy and he when he spoke, but people saw in his heart, in his love, as he walked down the way. And going into churches, and I here it goes again, I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but like the book said and like numerous of other things, 
Did Jesus go to a seminary school? Did any of the apostles go to the seminary school? And so these are the things that we have to look at. Now, none of us are perfect. None of us, we all fall short. And I'm not trying to knock anybody, because if I'm going to knock anybody, I'm going to knock myself. But one of the things we're supposed to be is an obedience to what the Lord wants us to do. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be in obedience, in love, and love one another. And so that's where we're at. So when you look around, see what you can do to bless others. A wave, a smile, a friendly conversation. Church is not supposed to be in a building. It doesn't say go to each building. It doesn't say come to our building. It says make apostles. Make, excuse me, make disciples, and we all have our own gifts. But some of us strive to get the, the, the finances and to get this and get that. And no, God, I can't do that because this is what I'm supposed to do. You have a calling. You need to do it. That's obedience. God's not going to let you grow any further if you're not doing that. I've screwed up numerous of times. And I've got to get back on track. He's restoring. He's restored a, a, relation, a new relationship for me. A new, the calling that I was supposed to do. He's opening up doors. Two weeks ago, my life was in shambles. A lot of stuff happened. My van, God showed me how to put my turbo back in my van. How to replace a um, harmonic balancer. I didn't even know what a harmonic balancer was. You know what the turbo was, but not the harmonic balancer. So these are the things that, and he blessed people along the way that came and strived and helped me. I've got to pray over people. And I've got a lot of help from the homeless community. When I was, you know, a guy that worked at Jiffy Lube, he was, um, he's been, a, he's homeless, but he works at Jiffy Lube and he, Load me the uh, impact wrench to take off the bolt for my harmonic balancer. And then he helped me put my serpentine belt on, which we did. But we also changed a couple things out from my one van to this van. And then we then I replaced the turbo. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have my phone. I didn't be, was able to Google it. I just trusted in the Lord. And we got my van, and he got my van running again. It was overheating, and I needed the turbo in. I needed the belt in. I needed it. was crazy. But yet he did it. I was obedient. I didn't want to do it. I was scared to do it. Figured I'd mess something up. Even afterwards, I had a small radiator leak. A couple little things I got excited at the very end that I forgot to tighten down a few little hoses. I had some transmission fluid leak one area I had uh, a small oil leak in another area, nothing major, but concerning. And then uh, a radiator leak. So I fixed the radiator leak, I fixed the transmission leak, but my oil leak was scary. I was by my turbo, and so I had to take the, 
the bolt out, just one little bolt, and redo it, and it will work fine. But before I worked on anything in my van or anything I do, he, I pray now. I pray over everything and ask for guidance. Torch Rudders United, true. He gave me the map to do the runs. We're doing a one and a half mile, 5K, a 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and a 33, 33.3 uh, 33 run miles. And that's just because what he's shared with me. And things are opening up. It's going to be perfect timing through this pandemic. We're bringing unity to the churches. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be separate. We're supposed to have in unity and be a part of each other. We're all the body. So anyway, that's just uh, stuff I had to say that's been on my heart. That I think he wanted me to uh, strive for. He's got some other plans for what we're supposed to do, at least for me. And uh, great opportunities and great growth of restoration and reconciliation. Anyway, have a great afternoon. God bless you. Love you guys all.